Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks. I am fired up today. Let me tell you what's going on. So I got back from Missouri. I went to the great state of Missouri. I love Missouri, actually. And uh, that's someone asked me if that was a joke. No, I really like Missouri. It's actually a great state. People of Missouri are awesome. Okay, so like the people of Missouri, minus, you know, Rhino Dean Plocker and a couple of fruitcakes that, you know, live in St. Louis and a few other places. Uh, but the, the, the real people of the state of Missouri are spectacular. I love the state of Missouri. It's full It's full of my people. Do you know how many people in Missouri are happy to sit in the back of a pickup truck and have a beer? If you have a state full of people that want to sit in the back of a pickup truck and have a beer, it's my kind of state, okay? Uh, the cocktail parties and uh, me having to wear a tuxedo, that's painful, okay? Uh, I get it. I, I've had to do it. I'll probably have to do it again, God help me, but yeah. I'm much happier with with beer and fire, especially fire. If you can have beer and fire, it's like a, it's just a man's dream. In fact, I was talking to my buddy Eric Naputi this weekend I, or while I was in Missouri. I said we we discussed the importance of fire to men. We don't know why we decided that we couldn't actually understand that, but we know that fire is an important thing for men. And if we can have fire and beer. We're real happy, even if we're just watching the fire burn. We don't know why. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, whatever. Men are simple. We're, we're good. Anyways, so I went to Missouri, and I went there to uh, to testify in the uh, House Bill 1169. And I want to give you guys a full rundown of this, right? So House Bill 1169 does three things. It ensures that any any gene therapy product, and I want actually, I'm you know what, I'm going to actually read this to you, and I'm going to read it to you because I'm going to call out a liar on this, uh, it, but we're going to get to that in a minute. So, uh, part two of this says any product that has been created to act as or exposed to processes that could result in the product potentially acting as a gene therapy, or that could otherwise possibly impact, alter, or induce genetic material or genetic change into the user of the product, individuals exposed to the product, or individuals exposed to others who have been who have used the product shall be conspicuously labeled with the words potential gene therapy, right? So we go on, we go through this, and uh, the, the other two things that this does, it requires labeling for gene therapy products, right? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, and by the way, it says product, right? So this is product. So, you know, a, a product created to do this. So the other thing it does is it requires that uh, companies be uh, will are required upon request to have to share any and all information there is related to uh transmissibility of gene therapy products right so you know if i get a shot can it shed if so how right this is this isn't a big deal right because 
Listen, I'm not saying you can't give the shots. You want to go get your gene therapy shot and, you know, watch your head spin around and come off. Well, you you know, you're entitled to make your own stupid decisions. Uh, you know, I personally think they should be banned from the universe, but uh, we can't get the, any uh, elected officials to even find the gonads to pass this bill, let alone that. So we'll stick with what we can do. The third thing this bill does is it expands informed consent to cover any and all risks and benefits. And the reason for that is, is that, you know, these vaccine companies know about myocarditis and stroke and all these different things that this these things do, but they don't, they don't explain that to people. When you get your informed consent sheet, you see, you know, soreness and redness at the, at the uh, site of the injection. The reason that you get that is because uh, they bought off the FDA. The FDA has essentially said, well, you know, uh, these are those are those are side effects, and uh, these these other things like uh, myocarditis, they're adverse events of special interest. They're not side effects. Now, if anybody with any brains would look at this, they'd say there's no difference, right? But since the courts are what they are, uh, you know, the courts are unlikely to rule that. Who knows? I mean, I suppose it's a long shot. I'd rather just see some legislation passed, right? So. Just three things. Disclosure if it's a gene therapy product. Uh, sharing how that gene therapy product can spread. And uh, informed consent. That's it. Not a big deal, right? Well, despite the language, despite the context, despite this, uh, Pfizer and Moderna and the far, big pharma threw an absolute conniption over this. And it was really a shocking thing. And I want to talk about the experience of testifying because I do this a fair bit and a lot of people don't know how this works. So you go in there and uh, you got to understand, uh, I don't get, I, I didn't get paid for this, right? I paid out of my pocket to go to Missouri to testify on this bill. And uh, I was actually asked about this. Uh, one of the committee members who was trying to make me look bad, you know, asked about me how much money I make and this and that and other. And I pointed out that I uh, paid on my own dime to go to Missouri to testify on a bill on a state that I don't live in because it's the right thing to do. Now, I did disclose, folks, and in all fairness, I, I can't say I got nothing out of this. I had a buddy pick me up and give me a ride for free from the airport. And uh, he also bought me dinner. So th thanks, Naputi. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, beyond that, I, I made, let's see, uh, zero and it costed me, well, however much the trip costed. So that's, by the way, why I ask for funding for TomRens.com. I ask you to support our sponsors. I ask you to do my Substack because guess what? It cost me money to go there and to yell at these guys and to tell them to quit selling out the lobbyists. So anyways, we went and testified on this. The best these guys could come up with, because they couldn't find anything real to oppose in this bill. So the best they could come up with is to try and scare the food lobby into saying, well, you know, you guys are going to have to you know, call all your food gene therapy products. Well, folks, let me tell you what happened during this testimony. And this is actually amazing. And I think this should be some of the biggest news in the country. The lobbyists... The lobbyists who were trying to shoot this bill down actually testified. And this is actually, this was new to me, folks. I honestly, I didn't know this. This is not so, because I'm not a doctor, right? I'm not a scientist. 
But these guys actually testified that these GMO foods that we're eating, they said that they, they alter our genome. They said that they modify our genetics. I had no idea. I mean, you know, I guess maybe I should have. But apparently they have the capacity to modify our genetics. So, folks, I, I don't know what to say about this. The lobbyist, I believe, for Washington University and uh, the, for biotech in, uh, in the state of Missouri both testified that, that gene ther uh, gene, uh, genetically modified foods can alter your genome. They said it over and over again. That was the reason that they said that they should that uh, these guys should shoot this bill down because they wouldn't want people to to know that eating their GMO food is modifying their genome. I don't understand how. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor who gets all that, but I don't need to know. I just need to know that. Listen, I guess I'm not buying any more food that doesn't say non-GMO on it, right? I mean. If a berry's been growing on the plant for 5 million years and we haven't screwed with it, that's fine. But if you're going to tell me that the berry, uh, you know, has been screwed with by Fauci's crew or some lunatic that's part of a, you know, some giant, I don't know, Bill Gates' egg co-op, I hell, if I'm going to eat that. Now, mind you guys, I'm not exactly uh, into this, right? So you go back four or five years ago, I'm fully vaxxed up until they started doing the COVID stuff. That's when I woke up. That's when I found out about the corruption was is because of the COVID stuff. So you go back a few years ago, if you would have told me, hey, these GMO foods could modif modify your genetics, I'd say, you're nuts. But I was just in the room with these guys telling me, no, these GMO foods, they can modify your genes. What? What the hell are you talking about? Folks, that was their defense. Their defense to this bill was that, hey, these foods can modify your genome. You don't want to have to label them all gene therapies. Well, yeah, if they do. I mean, are you kidding me, folks? I don't care if they do GMO food, but if it's going to modify my genome, I sure as hell ought to know about it. What's it do? How does it modify it? Should I just trust the people who brought us COVID? I mean, they modified the genome of some virus to make SARS-CoV-2, folks. Their gene therapy, their genetic modifying work, I mean, they, they brought us COVID. They brought us the mRNA death jabs. Apparently, I won't, apparently, they brought us more than that. What kind of health effects are we having from these GMOs? Who's studying this? Who's watching this? What the hell's going on? This is some of the most monumental testimony in the country. And probably one of the biggest things that I could point to ever. Literally, we have as a defense for, a, for an informed consent disclosure bill, hey, this is no good because then people would know that all of our foods that are GMO are modifying their genome. That was their defense, folks. That was their defense. Are you kidding? Missouri, Missouri, thank you. Thank you. The truth is out. We know now. Folks, they've apparently been screwing with our genome for the last however many years. 
Did you know? Because I didn't. These are the lobbyists, okay? The lobbyists. I believe it was for biotech and uh, for Washington University. The esteemed lobbyist, right? They testified that these GMO foods modify your genome. They said it repeatedly. They said, we can't have this bill because then we'd have to label all this stuff that way. Really? Who's monitoring how it alters our genome? What information is there on that? Where can I find some info on that? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I want to know. I want to know. Apparently, folks, they can engineer this stuff. They engineer it, and they know that it's modifying our genome. If you're engineering something and you know it modifies your genome, guess what? You're on the hook if it causes problems. Now, you have a lot of immunity built in for vaccine companies, but we now have lawyers. I hope you're listening to me. I hope you're listening because I'm giving you this. We now have on the public record in the state of Missouri two very, very prominent lobbyists telling us that their products alter people's genomes. So if we can show an association between increased cancer, increased heart attacks, do you know how big that lawsuit is, folks? Do you have any idea? These guys just admitted to one of the most massive civil civil violations in history, unless if we can show that there's injury from it. And since they screwed with our genomes, which according to to some experts, you know, we only know about 2% of the human genome, folks, that that's I suppose I should, hey, I got to get my lawyers going on this, right? I got a few guys. I know someone, right? This is going to be a trillion dollar lawsuit with a T. This is going to make the billion dollar thing I filed against EcoHealth look like a nothing burger. I had no idea. No idea. But they literally, to defend against my bill, it's not my bill. Holly Jones introduced it. Uh, they asked if I wrote it. I said, no, I know I didn't. Your legislative services wrote it. I, I looked at it. I put offered some input on it, but uh, no, I didn't write it. Uh, I, but by the way, they, they told me I was a conspiracy theorist. Uh, did you know that? Uh, did you, by the way, did you know that my entire law firm is a conspiracy theory law firm and that I'm just milking y'all out of money? Uh, I, I challenge y'all to, uh, to donate so that I can continue to push my conspiracy theories. Uh, but and that aside, folks, these guys literally, and I'm laughing about this, although I should be terrified, but at this point, they're trying to kill us with everything else. So why would I be surprised about this, right? I, I just, I can't fathom that the defense that these guys came up with for an informed consent bill and a disclosure bill was all of our products are poisoning your genes. And so we don't want to have to label any of them. Thank you, Missouri. Thank you to the two, well, maybe former lobbyists. <laughs> I don't know. I, after this gets out. What I really want, though, is I want, now that we have an admission on the record, um, and you know, now that I'm going to start work on what will be the largest lawsuit in human history, probably, uh, because I am quite certain 
that we're going to be able to show a, a causal relationship between certain diseases and the genetic modifications uh, created by these these GMO foods. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to be or how that's going to work. But uh, folks, we got an admission here. And I hope any of you in Missouri, uh, you make sure that everybody, every one of your reps see this. I want every rep in Missouri to see this. Uh, I want Dean Plocker, who's opposed to any sort of a disclosure or transparency bill. Now we know why. His, he's got his lobbyists have told him no. And it's not just his, uh, it's not just his uh, vaccine lobbyists. It's apparently his egg lobbyists. I mean, folks, how many ways are we getting poisoned? How many? I, I don't know, folks. I don't know. But I'm the conspiracy theorist, right? I'm the conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy theorist for pointing out facts that I can back up from government documents about these poison death shots, about these gene therapies. By the way, I got on the record that they're gene therapies since Moderna did admit it in their SEC filings. And uh, there was no, there was actually no opposition. No one questioned that. No one argued with me since, you know, it was a government document. They also, we we dealt with the DMED data. I'm going to post a bunch of stuff from that testimony. But uh, yeah, I just, I got to tell you folks, I, you know, we're going to come back on this. There's so much more to talk about, uh, but uh, I need you to go to tomrens.com. You know, this is the kind of work that I do. I do a ton of this stuff. I mean, we got our lawsuits, but this is lawfare. We fight for good law. I need your support. You want to know why I ask for donations and ask for you guys to buy, uh, buy from my sponsors? I got to pay for this, right? I'm not a rich guy. I'm just some guy, right? I'm just some guy from Ohio. I'm not a big shot. I got no, you know, the money I get goes to the fight. That's out of my pocket that I went to Missouri to do that. I don't mind that. I'm thrilled to do that. I had a ball yelling at these people and, you know, putting them in a bad spot because I'm good at it. But I, I love fighting bad guys. I do. And it's a real honor that God would let me do that, but I can't do it without support. So go to TomRens.com, subscribe to my Substack, give to our give, send, go, and support our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. 
That's xlear.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Okay, welcome back, folks. Um, you know, I'm kind of having fun here because, you know, I go there. And so let me tell you about this. So this is something that I've learned because I've testified in a lot of places. Now, I will tell you this. One thing that you got to understand is I am, uh, I'm not just the most censored man on the planet in terms of finding me on the internet, but I'm also the most censored person on the planet in terms of you know, I know as much about what's going on with this stuff as anybody on the planet. But you didn't see any of these guys on the, the COVID commission invite me to come to speak to Congress, did you? You didn't see him co- invite Huff and I to come down and talk about the origins of COVID-19, even though we uncovered it and broke the story and have the lawsuit on it. I'd argue there's nobody on this in this country that knows more about this stuff than I do. But... Uh, we didn't get invited. I wonder why that is. Didn't get invited to talk about the vaccines, uh, anything. Hmm. Keep not getting invited. Uh, they, they don't like, so it takes a real ballsy rep or senator to invite me to come and speak because the first thing I tell them is, listen, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm a God family country patriot. And if you're on that side, I got your back. I'll fight for you. Second, you're not, I'm going after you. And it's just that simple. And that's really the honest truth, folks. I, it really is. I have no loyalty to a D or an R. I care zero about that. I care about God, family, country. I care about freedom. I care about our kids' future. I care about equality. Everybody having an equal opportunity. Not an equal outcome. That's impossible. But an equal opportunity. So... These are things that I'll fight for. And that's what I do is I just fight. Thanks to you. Honestly, thanks to you guys. I, I I don't know that I could possibly convey the gratitude that I have from my heart for God and for the people who have supported me. I don't get paid for very much, for almost anything I do. The only reason I'm able to fight like I do is literally people give me money. They go to they go to timeruns.com. They support. They sign up for my Substack. They sign up. Uh, they give to my Give Send Go. Do you know how many people have given to my Give Send Go? God bless them. Um. Every now and then I'll get a big donor who'll send me something. You know, to keep us going for a while, and then I'll, you know I can like get another lawsuit or another this or another that. It's such a blessing, and I don't. It's kind of hard to talk about, folks, because it's such. I, I just don't know, I don't know how I can convey what's in my heart on that. I really do. I remember listening to Rush, and he would talk about his gratitude for his listeners. And I think I feel that times 10, because it's not just my listeners, which I'm so grateful for you all to, that you are listening, but it's also, it's all the people who who just support the fight. I can't fight for freedom without that help, so I'm so grateful. But anyways, I, I don't want to get too far off um, because I we, we're having a little bit of fun here. But so let me tell you, you you're going to do a testimony, right? So you go, I get someone who's got the the spine, the testicular fortitude to invite me to come and testify on an issue. 
Well, when I go, there's certain things that I've learned. And at this point, you got to understand that the left and yeah, left doesn't always mean Democrats. Sometimes left is rhinos. The rhinos do not like me, but the, basically anybody who's against freedom hates me. So every time I go, there's going to be a whole thing set up, right? There was someone in that room, someone on that committee is going to be given a, a full brief of everything that they can they can allege that I've ever done in my life. And it doesn't even matter if it's true, because what will happen is, is if the press writes about it, it doesn't matter if it's true, they can still say it, right? Well, well the press said it, right? You know, the This guy, you know... The fact checker said it, right? So so they can say that. So someone will have a whole list of the things that they can allege and try and question me. So what will happen is, is I'll have at least one, sometimes two or three people who are designated, and their job is to try and take me out. They want to embarrass me. They want to call me names. They want to do whatever to try and throw me off my game. What they what, And this has happened, it happens almost every time I testify anywhere, almost every time. But... You know, they've they've really kind of blown it on this because they don't understand that I have no pride. I don't care. You can call me anything you want to. You know, the stuff I'm testifying about, I don't have to be smart. You just have to be able to read because I can show you in plain language where, you know, Fauci says, you know, he says this here and here's where he lied. You know, I can show you the language of the bill says this. And apparently you lied about it. Um so, you, you know, they they always have that. But then, so you get past that. You got to figure out how you're going to deal with that. Because, and, you know, it doesn't actually bother me on a personal level. There's just literally nothing they can say about me that hasn't been said that I care about. I mean, I, I just literally could not care less. Um, so then you got to figure out, okay, so we, we're going to deal with that. But we don't want it to be a distraction, right? We want to stay focused on the bill or the whatever it is that I'm testifying on. So then we got to figure out how you're going to keep them focused on that when you got a bunch of idiots who want to talk about whatever the Washington Post said. So, you know, we, uh, once we move past that, then we figure out how we're going to keep that focus. Then we got to get across whatever it is that we need to say. So in this case, what we needed to do is we really needed to make sure that people understood that this bill is just an informed consent bill. It's a disclosure bill. So one of the things that I talked about that I thought was really, really critical is, uh, you know, someone said that they kept hearing about vaccine hesitancy. And I said, well, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. And uh, I, I meant that. I was grateful that they brought that up. And the reason I was grateful was that, well, I answered it this way. I said, you know what? This bill will eliminate vaccine hesitancy. And they there was silence. There was no one has said a word. I said, well, let me explain why. See, this bill would require that you disclose all risks and all uh, benefits. All of them. So what that means is if you're the vaccine company and you've been telling us the truth and these vaccines are truly safe and effective, when you pass this bill, you have just shown that Renz is a total conspiracy theory nut. Because everything I said was wrong. And guess what happens then? You've discredited me. I get to take a day off. You get to never hear from me again. And you get to end vaccine hesitancy. Unless they lied. Oh, what? Yeah. 
unless the vaccine companies are lying and they aren't actually safe and effective. Now, then it would increase vaccine hesitancy, but it would increase it because there's risks and the risks outweigh the benefits. See, folks, uh, the hesitancy thing and the vaccine hesitancy thing is the worst argument I've ever heard. Uh, well, short of the fact that we don't want to label it because everything's modifying your genetics. Um, but the, this bill eliminates it unless the, unless the vax companies are a bunch of liars. So I, I asked them, I said, you know, do you think that anyone that voted for you wouldn't want to know the risks and benefits? Are you opposed to informed consent? Are you opposed to people knowing what good and bad happens from this? I mean, what's the downside, right? What's the downside? My bill passes, you find out what's good and what's bad. And if I'm a conspiracy theorist, well, then you just proved it, didn't you? Oh, boy, it was kind of quiet after that. It was kind of quiet after that. Um, I don't know why. It's almost like it's almost like the vaccine companies were lying, folks. I don't know. I know that's hard to believe. They would never lie, would they? Oh, oh, oh. but they did. Um, the other thing in this bill is transmission, right? So upon written request, any resident of this state, and uh, any entity that uh, can request, any entity that produces, sells, distributes a product in the state with the capacity to infect an individual with disease or expose them to a GMO, or a genetically modified material that can basically, if anything, anyone who's making or selling anything that can screw with your genes, you can say, you can say to them, Hey, entity, um, how can this, uh, how can this, uh, transmit? Can it shed? Can it be transmitted through breast milk? Can it be, is it an STD type thing? Can it sexual activity? How does it spread? Why is that important, folks? Well, because guess what? If I can catch this genetic modification drug, then I should know how, right? I can't give informed consent. Informed consent's critical on this, right? I mean, you know, this is this is a big deal. Uh, and, and how can I give informed consent if I don't know I'm getting it? That's why we also need the disclosure. See, all this is about making sure that if someone's going to screw with my genetics, I know it. And their defense was, hey, all our GMO food does that already. Okay. Thank you. As a lawyer, let me thank you from the bottom of my heart. You just made my next lawsuit. I'll be retiring soon. Now, folks, it, it just, it was an incredible, incredible thing. Of all the testimonies I've done, of all the things I've dealt with, I have never, ever seen anything quite like this. I've never experienced a situation where the primary defense to the bill I'm promoting is we're already doing this is, uh, this horrible, horrible thing that you're trying to remedy. So, you know, you stop us from doing it. That was it, folks. State of Missouri. Just, uh, you know, they, uh, my, my friend Naputi, he always talks about it as a show me state. Well, they just showed me. <laughs> they showed us all. Their, their GMO food is uh, already modifying your genome. 
And uh, apparently they are well aware that these vaccines are going to do it further. Apparently they're well aware that once they give these vaccines to, you know, their cows and pigs and what have you, that they're going to be transmissible because why would they oppose this so hard otherwise? Why would they oppose letting people know what's going to screw with your genetics? That's all we're asking. If you're going to screw with my genetics, please let me know. That's it. But they don't want that, folks. They do not want you to know what they're doing. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to say that, hey, is there a conspiracy here? When they're telling you there's a conspiracy. You know, uh, they're going to tell me I'm a conspiracy theorist because when I ask them to disclose what products modify your genes, they say, well, all of them, and that's why we shouldn't have to disclose it. Okay. Sounds like a terrible excuse to me, but, you know, whatever. Um, I want to thank the, the committee chairman. Uh, you know, the committee chairman actually did a great job managing that. Uh, he actually, I mean, he did, did a nice job of balancing, uh, you know, giving everybody an opportunity to speak and be heard and ask questions and all that sort of stuff. He did a real good job. He, he did a nice job. I want to thank Rep. Holly Jones. You know, she's she's really put herself out there. She's a freshman rep. And look what she did. One state house rep. Look at the poo storm she caused. And I'm going to tell you, folks, it's a, it can be a scary thing, you know, to stand up and to shake up the status quo. So kudos to her on that. God bless her. You should send her a thank you. You should, you know, what you should do after this show is you should uh, call Dean Plocker, tell him he's a rhino and that he needs to get rid of House Bill 1165 and uh, promote House Bill 1169 instead of holding it up and trying to block it. And then you should call and, uh, you know, let the, the sponsor of 1165 know that you don't want CBDCs. And uh, then you should call the apparently every Democrat from the uh, uh, Emerging Issues Committee and let them know that you're, you know, in favor of informed consent. There's probably a couple. Of, I don't think too many Republicans gave us a hard time on this. They all seem to be OK with informed consent. I think that the majority of the opposition to informed consent in the Republican side is coming from uh, Rhino Dean Plocker, the House Speaker. Um, but who knows? Uh, I did hear a rumor, by the way, folks, speaking of Missouri, and I don't mean to be totally uh, Missouri wall-to-wall today, but, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting hard to oppose House Bill 1165, which is the Central Bank Digital Currency Bill in Missouri. And uh, it looks like they're, uh, they're amending it now because of the work that, that you, my listeners, are doing. And uh, I don't think that they can amend that bill. I think that whole bill needs to be gone. I don't think there's any amendment. Uh, the The stuff that I've seen doesn't go anywhere near far enough. That needs to be gone. And what they actually need is they need some courageous people who will sponsor some language that would actually uh, further strengthen Missouri's position, that it's not going to let the federal government track everything that you do and charge uh waitresses and waiters who are, you know, making peanuts and living off of tips, uh, some sort of an exorbitant tax rate because they're on their tips, which is what central bank digital currency will do, but folks, do you think the billionaires are going to pay more with CBDCs? Oh no. 
it's going to be the the kids that are mowing lawn that now have to pay taxes on on the cash lawn mowing or the waiters or waitresses that are making a few bucks here or there they're going to they can no longer just take cash they're going to they're going to have to pay taxes on on their CBDCs that's the only people that get hurt by CBDCs are those at the bottom they just want to make sure that they got their boot on you folks uh, but uh, luckily i think that there's some brave people in the senate in missouri uh, I did have an opportunity to talk to some awesome people over there. I was really encouraged. I will tell you that you guys, uh, you do have a rhino problem in Missouri, but you got some good people over there too. I was really impressed. So we'll see what happens. Uh, just know our work in Missouri is nowhere near done, but I, I really, I can't tell you guys how appreciative I am. And I want to use this as an example for the country. You may think to yourself, well, he's all Missouri today. Well, let me tell you why. We're targeting Rhino, Missouri. Okay, we're not targeting the good people. We're targeting the rhinos. If this works well in Missouri, we can do it everywhere. We're creating a model that we want to replicate around the country. How do you do this? What works? What doesn't? So, you know, we really got to make this go. And uh, we need as much help on this as possible. So whatever we can do to really, uh, really kind of kick this into gear, and we need to support this from everywhere. You need to call your house reps. See, but this is the thing. In a red, red state, we got a lot of, a lot of pull because if a bunch of good conservative people call their rhino house reps, it has a big impact on the state level, right? They don't care about the Fed, but the state level, we can have a big impact. And local action means national impact. Ask General Flynn. All right. I need you guys to get yourself a Genesis HOCL. I need you to click on the banner ad and use out loud in the checkout box. It gives us a, it gives us support for our network and it's a, a great product. It will kill the germs that are in the air in your house and you won't spread them. Great product. I don't know if it'll kill the germs that are in the GMO food that they just testified to, but I, I just, I can't believe that folks. I just can't believe, I mean, Hey, you should, you shouldn't pass this bill. Everybody will find out that your food's modifying your genome. Jesus, Pete. Good God, folks. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Okay, folks. Okay. I'm glad you're back. Uh... I'm still, I still, I'm sorry. I know, I know you've heard enough this show. It's, it's been more than enough, but I'm struggling. I am struggling hard to get over the fact that the defense that these guys use, that these lobbyists came up with to say that, that we shouldn't have a disclosure on G on uh, genetic modifying things is that all their GMO food is genetic modifying. So uh, we wouldn't want to have to label it that way. <laughs> God. Oh my God. These guys. I wonder if they're still employed. I wonder if the people. I wonder if the people who, who, who saw them do that were like, uh, "You're the worst lobbyist on the planet," and now you're fired. Anyways, um, okay, but we have other things happening. I want to do kind of some stack of stuff stuff. Uh, exclusive election system discovered used in multiple states. Internet connected, uncertified and accessible to numerous government agencies and outside entities. Well, according to this article on the Gateway Pundit, uh, this uh, software called Service, S-E-R-V-I-S, uh, was being used, and it looks like it's, uh, well, I, to be honest, I don't even know how to summarize this better than to say it looks like it, it was used to make it so that they could cheat. I mean, it's a whole nother unnecessary step. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, listen, they have intentionally made the election system so stinking convoluted and complicated that there's a million different spots they could cheat. And that was intentional. I've actually seen documents suggesting that that was intentional. How hard is it to finish up the day at the precinct Run a run a pile of ballots through a counter. Spit a, spit out a number. Send it over to the to to some central place where they can add them all together. And uh, get a get a total. I mean, this isn't complicated. But no, we've got uh, you know things like service where you know we're taking all the election counts and we're we're sending them to the secretary of state so that they can alter all the numbers and then they get sent back and then we wipe the voting machine so that we can you know there's no records of the cheating it's unbelievable folks unbelievable and by the way uh this happened in new mexico uh and apparently dominion voting machines there 
It says they have deleted original election data, which is a blatant violation of state and federal law. So, sounds like corruption to me, folks. Could be wrong. Yeah, in other news, uh, the the Arizona Supreme Court did say that there were some issues with Carrie Lake's case. They sent that back. Hmm. Hmm. Folks, are we winning? Are we winning? Are we putting enough pressure on these guys that they have to start doing some things to keep some level of credibility? I don't know, folks. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to tell you that even if we are, you better not to ease up on the gas. Uh, we need to double down because we're still in for a ride. We got a lot, a long ways to go. But yeah, I mean, New Mexico paid, you know, apparently 2.7 million uh, to this B Pro system, which is somehow they're tied in with this service system. Whole things in a legal, just it's just corruption, folks. I, I mean, I you know I can go through this article in detail and explain to you all the ins and outs, but. It's just another computer getting involved in the vote counting where a group of people can get access to it so that they can change numbers. That's what it is. If you want to read it, it's on Gateway Pundit. Uh, Joe Hoff did the article. It's a good article, and uh, it's worth taking a look at. We'll post the link. Um, I want to talk about some other things, though. This I found to be funny. Headline. By the way, you know, I got to tell you guys, I love Not the Bee. Not not the Bee is a great great publication. I love those guys. Uh, Headline, I just asked Google's new AI chatbot, Bard, the very same question about both Biden and Trump. The difference in answers is astounding, okay? So they posted the answers, obviously. And the question that they asked, they said, what are some good things about Joe Biden's presidency? And what are some good things about Donald Trump's presidency? Okay, so they asked the same question to, to Bard about Biden and Trump. Now, we all know that Google is in no way, shape, or form biased at all, right? Okay. Here's the answer. Joe Biden has had a successful first year in office with a number of accomplishments that have benefited Americans. Here are some of the good things about his presidency. He has successfully managed the COVID-19 pandemic with the U.S. now having the highest vaccination rate in the world. Well, that's If that's the measure of success, folks, I don't know. Uh, congratulations, U.S. You're killing your citizens better than anybody else. High fives. Um Uh, He passed a number of major pieces of legislation, including the American Rescue Plan and Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act and the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, both both liberal trash. They're disastrous. Uh, Third point listed by Google Bard. He has appointed a diverse and experienced cabinet, including the first woman, first African-American, and first Latino Supreme Court justice, well, God knows, I'm glad that he uh, he was more worried about diversity than qualifications because who cares whether you know how to do the job? It just matters what color your skin is, right, folks? I mean, not saying that the color, I, I don't think the color of your skin, yeah, I am saying, I don't think the color of your skin actually determines whether or not you're going to be good at your job. <laughs> but call, I guess I'm not a racist enough to serve with Biden. Uh, fourth point. 
Oh, here we go. Here we go. Fourth point. This is this is a success, according to Google Bard. He has restored America's standing in the world with the U.S. now being seen as a leader on climate change, human rights, and democracy. We are the laughing stock of the globe, folks. I literally talk to people around the world. I got friends all over the place that we're working on this COVID stuff, these different things. We are the laughing stock of the world right now. I this is that that's just just in case you're worried about AI competing with human intelligence, we just right there showed how dumb AI is. Uh, now then it goes on to say, remember this is what are some good things about Joe Biden's presidency, and it just listed four terrible things, but called them good. And it says, of course, there are also some challenges that Biden has faced during his presidency, such as the ongoing economic recovery, the rising cost of living, and ongoing war in Ukraine. However, he has shown that he is a strong and capable leader who is able to navigate these challenges and deliver, deliver results for the American people. Folks, I mean... I, I don't even know what to, uh, you know what we're going to do. We're just going to read. Here's what they said about Trump, right? Same thing, same question. What are some good things about Donald Trump's presidency? There are, there are some good things that happened during Donald Trump's presidency. It wasn't his presidency. It didn't have anything to do with that. They just happened during his presidency. Here are a few examples. The economy grew at a healthy rate during his presidency. Clearly it had nothing to do with him, folks. Nothing. Uh, he signed into law a tax cut bill that benefited many Americans. Damn it. Uh, he appointed Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. God, no. Uh, they may not have said that, but that seems to be the, the, the feeling here. He renegotiated NAFTA. He moved the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. He signed the First Step Act, which reformed the criminal justice system. That's it, right? Not, he has successfully managed the COVID pandemic with the U.S. having the highest facts. No, no. Uh, the economy grew at a healthy rate during his presidency that he had nothing to do with. They then go on, then Google Bard goes on. Now, remember, you got this glowing, loving sunshine up the rear thing for uh, Biden. Now, Google, Google Bard then goes on. However, there were also many bad things that happened during Donald Trump's presidency. Here are just a few examples. He was impeached twice. He was accused of sexual assault by multiple women. He lied about the size of his inauguration crowd. And the Democrats were very preoccupied with the size of his shoes and hands. I'll leave that go. Um, he separated families at the border. Oh, that meanie. He called white supremacists very fine people. He did. He withdrew U.S. from the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. How's that a bad thing? Some of these, are, actually, maybe they, maybe they misspoke. These are good things. Um, he fired FBI Director James Comey. Wait a second. Is this in the bad part? Hmm. Oh, here we go. This one's rich, folks. He called for the imprisonment of his political opponents. Uh, J6? Anybody? 
Anybody? I don't recall Donald Trump being responsible for, oh my God. And he used the office of presidency to enrich himself and his family. Really? Hunter Biden, anybody? 10% for the big guy? I don't. Overall, Donald Trump's, Trump's presidency was a mixed bag. There were some good things that happened, but there were also many bad things. Folks, I, I, I'm not making this up. This is what Google Bard is. I mean, do, do they have to, is it somehow, does this get put in as a campaign donation to the Democrats? I mean, what's going on here? Uh, this this is, some Democrat needs to write this. This got to be on the, the campaign uh, yeah, stuff for the Democrats. Uh, you got to be kidding me. I mean, good things that happened during Trump's presidency is like uh, a few things that they kind of can't help but to list. But then they, they list the, the bad things, and most of the bad things are awesome. I, I just... Google's AI literally said, literally said that Joe Biden restored our standing in the world. Folks, I'm spending a lot of today's show incredulous about the stupidity of the things I'm hearing. The response to the lo- of the lobbyists in Missouri. <laughs> Google's entire AI system. What a stupid piece of garbage. I hope they didn't spend much on that. I mean, that's, I figure that's worth about... Uh, I, well, I, I probably wouldn't spend anything on it, so it's not worth anything to me. But yeah, a good article. I got another article here on not to be, and I think this is critical, folks, critical, um, because we do always try and learn here. And uh, this, I, you know what I think? I Where's my producer? I need my producer. Uh, you know what I think is I think that we need to uh, start a segment. We need, I you know, maybe we could get like some uh, like intro. Rush had great intro music for different segments, for like recurring segments. I think we need that. We need some intro music or something uh, because we need a why you're racist update. I think we need to call it uh, uh, how racist are we today? We got to come up with a name of this, folks. I think uh, tag me. Yeah, we got ideas. We need to do something. You know, send us uh, send it to us. Yeah, we got to get people involved. Uh, I don't know. Send it to my my at Rens Tom on Twitter if you got ideas. But some about some about this because we need a regular update on why and how we're racist. Because it's very important for me that we learn, you know, that that how and why we're racist. You can email the Tom Wren Show uh, on protonmail.com. Um, you know, I mean, we've got the Yo Mama jokes that are that are uh, racist, and uh, there's just so many things um, uh, that that I've found that that have, uh, well, you know, I don't like being fat. I try and work out. Sometimes I get fat because I'm an old man. But, uh, yeah, I try. Working out's racist, and not wanting to be fat is also racist. So, um, so we we need definitely a theme here. But uh, so new things that I've learned about that are that are uh, apparently racist, and this is really important uh, because I I just didn't know this. Uh, according to Not the Bee, and again, I love this crew. Uh, quote, this 
dude Greg, who is apparently a gay combat veteran, compiled this exquisite thread of everyday things that have now comically been labeled racist by the woke mafia. So these are these are things that are racist. Um, and I want to thank Greg. I don't actually know why that matters if he's a gay combat veteran. I don't care what Greg does. I'm just glad that he came up with found this. This is good stuff here. And it's important that we know this stuff because I didn't realize, for example, did you know that the word picnic is racist? Yeah, if you go on a picnic, that's racist. Uh, You know, picnics, and I I don't know if going on a picnic is racist or just using the word. Um, But I know that the word picnic is somehow, according to the Inquirer, uh, racist. And... uh, yeah, they ask, how do we have these necessary conversations about language without sounding like the language police? Well, I'm going to try and offer them a tip. Maybe don't call the word picnic racist because that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I'm sorry, folks. I should be better. I'm going to try and quit saying picnic. Picnic's definitely a word that I don't want to say, so we're not going to say picnic any more than we have to talk about picnics. Um, let's talk about, uh, oh boy, folks. Every one of your children that goes to school is a racist. If they're eating peanut butter and jelly, well, PB&J is racist. That's it. New York Times. Got it. PB&J. Racism. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to leave you guys hanging on this. We're going to go over this some more. Uh, we're not going to get through the whole thing tonight. We're going to we're going to go over this. I'm going to keep coming back to this article because I like this. There's all these things about it. So we're going to keep coming back. You're going to have to listen more. I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing it. To be continued. Uh, folks, go to timerends.com. Subscribe to our sub stack. Share this show. Get, us, get the word out. Uh, we do need support. We got a lot of work to do. A lot of bad guys out there. Uh, we, we dropped word on Adrini's case that's out there on the Twitterverse now. We want to get that out too. So lots more coming. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.